listener production. When you fall in love with someone who has children, you don't necessarily fall in love with their kids. So how do you build your own relationship with them? How do you become a part of their family? I think the biggest challenge for step-parents is always around adjustment. Finding their fit, finding their identity in the family system and finding their place in their relationship with their partner and their relationship with their partner's children. This is episode 10 of our special series, Parenting the Parent with Dr. Rebecca Ray, where we explore what it means to be a parent, the choices we make, the ways that we cope and how we can turn old patterns into new actions. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt and Rebecca Ray. Step parenting can be a tough gig. You're coming into a family unit that's already fully formed. So how do you find your place? Dr. Rebecca Ray is a clinical psychologist, author and mum. She's here to help us understand ourselves as parents so that we can raise our children better. Hi, Beck. How are you? Hi, Chef. A step-parent is sometimes thrown right in the deep end. They might go from not being a parent at all to suddenly taking on a caring role for one or more kids. That seems really challenging. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a step-parent, <laughs> but every time I, I consider what is expected of step-parents, I think, oh, that's big. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. It's a huge ask to walk into somebody else's family that they've created from birth with these children and find their place in that and then also be able to contribute in that in a way that makes them feel like they belong as well. So how can you find your place in that family when, as you say, you're not part of that shared history? I think the first thing in finding your place is understanding that it takes time for parents to learn their children and children to learn their parents. And it's going to be exactly the same for you as a step parent. I think sometimes society puts pressure on step parents to uh, come in sideways and hit the ground running. Yeah. To be able to be at 100% immediately and to be able to adopt this parenthood persona and be able to operate from that mindset without any challenges. I think that's really unfair and also very unrealistic, especially for someone that hasn't had children before. So we need to start off by understanding that this will be a process for the entire family unit. You're all getting to know each other. Now, depending on how long it's been that you and your partner have been together before you've met their children, you might have to consider that their children are perhaps not ready to meet you or not ready for another adult to be in their lives either. There's a whole series of things that are happening in this system that are dynamic it's not just set and forget. So you'll never get to a place where you can just enter the family unit and everything's fine. Instead, give yourself time to learn each other. That's you and your partner learning each other as parents and then you meeting children and learning yourself 
in a parent mindset and what that's going to look like for you. Because it also might take you some time to work out how you want to relate to these children. You might not necessarily want to be a parental figure to them. You and your partner might agree that you'll play a different role that's more along the lines of friend. That's up to you and everyone's expectations in the family unit as a whole. Expectations is to me, the key word here, expectations of yourself as a step-parent, your partner's expectations, the child's expectations. If we can go back to being in a new relationship, Mm. but you know this new relationship is going somewhere serious and that this new partner has kids, do you think there is an optimal time to meet children? No. I don't think there is. Damn, that's not the answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. You're just going to tell us. Give it two weeks, maybe three, maybe six months. (laughs) Oh, look, I wish there was. the same when people say, how long does it take to build a habit? We actually don't know. And there's no optimal time because there's no optimal human. There's no optimal relationship. That's Nothing out there is perfect. So because all of this is dynamic, I think it's really unfair to say you should wait six months until you introduce the children to your new partner because there might be some people out there that realise that their relationship was incredibly solid from the start. They met the children within two weeks and they've been together for the next decade. You know, it's it's different for everyone. So I think the key is, first of all, being t- uh, first of all, taking responsibility for the fact that even though you might be in love and that love is new and you're flooded with oxytocin and it feels wonderful, the children still come first. So these children don't have a choice about what's happening in their reality. So it's really important to communicate with your partner or with the potential step-parent about what they're entering into in terms of your family unit and have a discussion around what's going to work for all of you. If you're flooded with love hormones and you're feeling really good about the world, it's very easy to then be coloured and think, well, we just need to do what's best for us. And especially if you've come out of perhaps a relationship that didn't work so well, you finally met someone and you're such a great fit, so much so that, yes, you're about to meet their children, that's wonderful. It's wonderful for both of you. But also remember that children don't have a choice and that can be really hard for them. It also means that they have an adjustment period. This is a huge thing for them as well. So as much as it's huge for step-parents, it's also huge for children. Now, I think most step-parents would be aware of that, but that's where I also want you to apply self-compassion. So yes, we can talk about the kids and the responsibility that all the adults have in their lives to keep them psychologically safe. But then I also want you to be gentle on yourself because you are learning this role Um, As much as you learn your partner over a series of months, even years in a relationship, if you then have to um, learn their children, you've got to give yourself the same amount of time. It's not just going to happen overnight. And that goes back to that expectation, right? That the step parent will somehow mold themselves to fit the family. And that doesn't seem realistic to me because as you've said many times, we're all human. And just because this family already exists doesn't mean that the person coming into it can somehow magically work out where all the boundaries and rivets and things are and just slot in there. I feel like we only see two options on the movies. 
Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and the options are the monster step parent or the step parent that comes in and is the answer to everyone's problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the partner and the children, and they fill in all the roles beautifully. But actually, reality is normally a combination of all of those things, you know, mm. where you actually don't fit the family unit for quite some time because you're all learning each other and where you are the solution to what was missing for um, both the kids and the partner, but that process is, it's a wobbly process. It's a process of Tetris, you know, that takes time for all the pieces to fit together. And I think expectations are key in being able to give everyone space for the adjustment period, rather than just placing some kind of set of social expectations on the step parent to be um, perfect from the get-go, to feel the missing piece perfectly. Mm. You say there's no optimal point in a new relationship to meet the kids. Is there a best way to meet your partner's kids? As I was saying before, there's no perfect time, although you might want to just make sure that you feel like the relationship has legs to begin with. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's also no perfect way to for children to meet their step-parent or step-parent to meet their children. What I would encourage you to think about, though, with your partner, again, all of this should be a discussion between you and your partner. As much as you and your partner can stay on the same page, then this adjustment is made easier for both of you and regulated adults, adults who are calm, are better to manage the adjustment for kids who don't have the same skills in being able to keep themselves calm. So it's a really positive thing to keep the lines of communication open. Keep the lines of communication open around what would feel comfortable for you. So you're having this conversation behind closed doors, obviously not at the meeting place once you get there, <laughs> um, but have a conversation around, you know, perhaps you'd feel comfortable being able to meet them at a park where they can run off and play and you get to have some space and it's not sitting across a dinner table um, looking into each other's eyes with the pressure of having to make small talk. So think about how you would feel comfortable and then try to work from there. Also think about the age of the children and how likely they are to be that interested in you. <laughs> so when we're talking about step parents, we're actually talking about um, your partner's new person. You are your partner's new person. Of course, their interest in you is 100%, but that doesn't mean that you'll be all that interesting for a five-year-old who really just wants to go and play at a play centre with his friends. So think about where they're at emotionally as well and what kind of elements the meeting should have in place to honour both of those things. You mentioned there talking to your partner about how you might go about this. How can you start that conversation with your partner about the expectations, what their expectations of you might be yeah. in terms of your role in the family and also where you feel like you're coming from. Yeah. I think you can feel free to start these conversations as soon as you find out that they have children. Uh, and it's of, of course, as soon as you feel, like maybe not on the second date. Um, <laughs> as soon as you feel like the relationship has legs and, and you meeting the children is inevitable, I think that's a great time for these conversations to start. The more airtime these conversations have, the better you get to know where your partner stands and where you stand in those conversations as well. We want to cover things like your partner's parenting style, 
how your partner gets on with their ex and <laughs> what role their ex plays in the family unit as a whole. Um, what are the care arrangements? How often does your partner have the children? Will you stay over when the kids are over? Or will you not be there and you'll just be on the periphery of their life for a while? God, that sounds like, I mean, I know they sound like really practical things to ask, but I can imagine in a new relationship, they also be quite challenging, especially if you don't have kids, right? You might think, is it any of my business to talk about this? Look, if you're thinking that, then please rethink uh, having a relationship with someone with kids. Straight up. I wrote a book called Setting Boundaries, so I have very strong feelings around this. If you enter into a relationship with a person that has children and you are not coming from a place where you are honouring your own needs and your own rights, then this situation for you is going to be emotionally volatile. And you're possibly going to end up in a place where you'll be people-pleasing, turning yourself inside out and upside down to be what you think you have to be, and then ending up in a little place that I like to call Resentmentville. <laughs> and Resentmentville can result in erupting volcanoes in a very dysregulated way because your needs have been left behind because you haven't spoken up for them. So I really want, actually, this is a great conversation to have if we're talking about the oxytocin period, the honeymoon period of a relationship where you think, I just won't talk about it because we're going so well and I don't want to, I just don't want to interrupt the path that we're on right now. If you don't talk about it, then everyone will end up suffering. Mm, tough, but important. I important. Get that. So obviously you start from this place of being in a solid foundation with your partner, mm. discuss the expectations they might have, what you might have, set your boundaries. From there, how do you foster a good relationship with a child or the children? Great question. And I, again, I'm such a disappointing psychologist because I always have, my answer is always, it depends, um, <laughs> which is not the, the solid answer that you want. I do think that the generalized answer here is the same way that you would foster a relationship with any other human, which is be interested in them, be present when you're with them and be interested in who they are as people, even though they might be many years younger than you as a step parent. And they're, you know, perhaps in primary school, maybe they're even in high school, maybe they're a baby right now still be interested in them. The way you create a relationship with a child is the same way that you do with an adult. You just talk about dinosaurs instead of work. Like, <laughs> uh, Try and find something about them that you find interesting as well. Yes. <laughs> so if Lego is not your thing, try something else. Absolutely. And they'll bring the topics. You don't really need to worry. They will bring the topics for you. But I think in fostering the relationship, also understand that they're adjusting to this. As much as this might feel weird for you, especially if it's your first experience in a parenting role, it might feel really weird for them to have another adult that has quite a bit of say in their environment who doesn't belong to them. Remember, you belong to your partner, but it takes a lot longer for you to belong to them. And it's also going to take a lot longer to feel like they belong to you. And that's okay. Here's a curly one. What if you really don't like your partner's kids? Yeah, it's a reality. It's a reality for lots of people because the thing is you fall in love with another adult. You don't fall in love with their children. 
and you haven't spent time with them or with those children from birth to learn them and to see them be cute and to see them not have adjustment issues <laughs> because yes. you're coming in sideways. So you're only seeing the version of them that is adjust adjusting you to you being there. So it's a really big thing. And, you know, you might never get to a point where you can say genuinely that you love them and that's okay. You didn't sign up in this relationship to fall in love with an entire family. It's exactly the same as if you fall in love with your partner and you never quite feel like you absolutely love your in-laws. <laughs> you know, you might like them, but you not, might never feel like they quite fit you to the point where they're ride or die for you. Mm. It's the same with the kids. You can appreciate the kids for who they are. You can appreciate the very, very important role that they play in your partner's life and you can appreciate your partner's love for them that is undying very likely and you can still be okay in that family system not having to manufacture the need to love them in some kind of artificial way. Children can feel resentment towards their step-parent. How can the step-parent cope with that mentally and emotionally? Yeah. A really good question because I think we need to acknowledge just the extra emotional load, the psychological load of having children that aren't particularly fond of having you around. And that can happen and it can happen for a long period of time. The first thing I want to say is I really hope you don't need to cope alone. And the first person that I would like to be supporting you is your partner. So if you're entering their family unit the optimal situation, the ideal situation is you and your partner being on the same page about the fact that this is tough. It's tough and it's not going to necessarily be smooth sailing, perhaps even for the foreseeable future. And you find a way together that at least you're both understood. It might not be a case that the kids are always well behaved and all of a sudden seem to quite like having you around. But it can be the case that behind the scenes, your partner goes, you did really well today. You know, thank you so much for trying so hard with them, even when they're not necessarily making your life easy. Mm. So, yes, it would be great if the partner is giving the step parent that uh, emotional support mm. when they're trying, even if the kids are resentful. But are there ways that a partner can actually help to integrate the step-parent into the family? Like, are there steps they can take? Is there language they can use just to make it maybe a smoother transition for the step-parent? Yeah. So I think there's uh, things that they can do with the kids separately and things that they can do with their partner separately, and then things that they can do in front of the whole family unit. With the kids separately, it would be about very much reinforcing that this is the kid's home and that this new relationship is not designed to replace mum or dad or whoever the other partner is. It's not designed to for them to be a parental figure and to be taking over their lives in that way and that everyone's learning each other. So again, to give the kids respect for having needs and for having feelings about this, giving them the option to ask any questions. And kids might have really basic questions like, you know, what does she do for a job? Or 
you know, what does he like doing on the weekends? Because, of course, they're probably planning, a, well, is there going to be fun things for us to do? And then with the partner, again, this is behind closed doors, it's not in front of the kids, is again having those open conversations around expectations, around how you both feel about this. So what kind of role you each see the step-parent playing in the family unit and making sure you're on the same page with that and then allowing the step-parent to have time to step into that role and make sure that they feel comfortable. And then the parent in front of the entire family in front of the step parent and the kids is to then uh, make sure that they're reinforcing the things that they've said behind closed doors in those conversations. So you can't have a conversation with your kids and say, look, this is your house and you have rights and needs to be uh, needs here and they're going to be respected. And also I'm getting to know this new person that's important to me as well. So we can all spend time together if we feel comfortable with that and then step in front of them and go, no, if step-parent X wants pizza, then that's what we're having. You know, that doesn't make sense. And it's the same if you support your step-parent partner behind the scenes and then the minute you get in front of the kids, you don't back them up, then that erodes trust. So what you want to do in when the entire family unit is together is to make sure that you're being consistent. So in most romantic relationships... You start as number one, right? So you're the numero uno. When your partner has kids, though, it can mean that you have to deal with always being number two, mm. three, or even four. Mm. How can people manage that? I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to always lean on communication. I think it's really important to communicate your feelings in a relationship and and what your expectations are but it can be interesting for step parents especially if they've not been around our children in that role like children that they've lived with or that are in a partner's life full time um or even part time because children will often come first for parents even if you're in a marriage your children might come first before your partner it's not always ideal but it's also remembering that even if you're in a relationship without children, there are times in your life where other things come first that are not your partner simply because of the season of life that you're in. So let's say you're in a time of life where your parents are ill and you need to step up and provide care for them. You might find that, you know, it's not like your relationship is on the back burner, but it's also not front and centre. I've recently just completed the manuscript for my sixth book. I can very honestly say, (laughs) I was not really present in my relationship for the last month of writing that manuscript because life happens, right? So when you're a step-parent, though, you can probably make some assumptions that it may not be the level of attention that you're used to when you start a relationship with someone who doesn't have children. So communicate about it. Talk about your expectations. Talk about how it makes you feel. And also do some self-reflection on what you're okay with. Not speaking up for your needs can have quite significant detrimental impacts on you and your feelings, but also the quality of your relationship. Because eventually that will come back to bite you. So it's important when you first enter a relationship to be able to have a conversation around where the kids fit into your partner's life and where you fit into your partner's life 
and what the balance is or the rhythm is between you and their uh, attention resources. The other thing is with step parenting, chances are you're not just inheriting children. You may also be getting the ex in the mix too. Mm. How can you approach what is often quite a fraught relationship? I've seen uh, posts on Instagram of exes who have become uh, best friends with the new step parent. <laughs> and I always think, oh, how idyllic. Yeah. But I do think we get sold a picture through the media, in movies, where the ex is usually a disaster. The first thing I want to encourage you should do is a try to go into the relational system as a whole without expectations. Sometimes we can enter it assuming that it's going to be a certain way or the X is definitely going to be difficult. That's not always the case. And in fact, if you go in with that or what we call an already listening and already expecting it to be that way, sometimes you can live into that reality because that's what you see through the lens that you're looking through. Now, there is a chance, though, that they will actually be difficult. They're an <laughs> yes. ex for a reason, right? In which case, I want you and your partner to stay on the same team here. Your partner might need support in the different way that his or her or their ex does things in their home because it can result in a situation where there's two family systems orbiting around different value systems. And that means that what happens at the ex's house is not what happens at your house. And so what that can create is destabilization, both frustration in your partner and frustration in you because then you're receiving the fallout that your partner is experiencing. Um, again, keep the lines of communication open and try to support your partner as, mu as much as possible. But also remember that your partner's going to go through some stuff that doesn't belong to you. And you don't necessarily have to always be the solution to making their feelings better. And you don't have to smooth over the, that relationship either, do you? I mean, you're part of the picture because you're the new relationship in that in that family, but you don't have to make everything okay. You don't have to make everything okay. You don't need to make it worse either. I mean, obviously your life is going to be much better if everyone can just get along, but that might take time too. You know, the ex might be adjusting to the idea of their ex now having a new partner and what role that partner then plays in their children's life. Because remember, one of the things that can occur for exes is that they have this sense of not feeling any sense of control over what's happening with their children with this new adult. They had no say in who the adult was. They have no say in what that adult does in um, the family with their children. And so it can be triggering for some exes. So be mindful of your expectations, look after yourself, look after your partner, stay on the same page and keep the lines of communication open, but don't feel like you have to be the band-aid for everyone in this situation. And let's be honest, what we're talking about is a reality that doesn't exist in any other relationship that you might enter into. So you start a relationship with someone without kids, at best you might see perhaps pictures of their ex on this, this one time when they went on this one holiday, but there's no other situation where you actually have to 
deal with the ex as forming a part of your life too in an ongoing way on an ongoing basis. Do you have any tips on how a step-parent might negotiate their boundaries? For example, how much parenting they'll do. Do you have any um, advice on how you might have those conversations and maybe even those conversations with yourself? Yes. Because we've talked about expectations, right? And you might come into it going, I don't want to do this. Yeah. This starts with yourself. It doesn't start necessarily with you and your partner because you can't expect your partner to be clear on something that you're not clear on for yourself. So it means that you need to think about for yourself, what am I okay with here? What role do I want to play? Now, if you're entering a relationship and you have been very used to living on your own and doing things a certain way and having your time outside of work to yourself, then having kids as part of that can be a huge imposition. It can be a really big thing to make space for. I need you to stop and actually think about how much of that time am I okay with devoting to the children if that means that I perhaps get to spend more time with my partner if I'm cool with the kids being involved in what we do? You need to decide for yourself. If my partner wants me to take on a parental role where I'm doing parenting duties and perhaps even disciplining the kids, um, am I okay with that? Because sometimes your partner might think you are the best thing since sliced bread and I bet you are. And they then want you to fill what is for them a hole in the family system, but perhaps you're not up for it. That's absolutely okay. But you need to make that clear. A boundary is only a boundary if someone knows about it. So even if it might disappoint your partner, you're both so much better off in the long run if you talk about it at the beginning of your relationship because you, you're starting from the same page. You mentioned earlier that when you have two households, it can be like they're two completely separate orbits. Mm. And so transitioning between the two can be challenging for the kids, obviously. But I imagine if you're the home they're coming back to, that readjustment period can be challenging as well. Like how can the adults in that situation manage it better? I think this is a really important conversation because what can happen is the children are experiencing things being done one way in this household and another way in your household. And for the adults receiving the kids back to them, it can be incredibly destabilizing, almost jarring in a way because the kids then need to readjust to the way that you do things, especially if the way the other parent does things in the different household goes against what your values are. Now, I wish I had a piece of kind of magic that I could offer that could return everyone to the same page so that we didn't have these transition difficulties. But unfortunately, we can't control other people, which sucks. So we're left with turning our control towards ourselves. What you've got left is to be able to be empowered to help the kids transition back to your home by focusing on what it is that is directly within your control, which is what you do, not necessarily how you feel. So you can feel uncomfortable. That's okay. We can't necessarily fix that. You can feel frustrated and disappointed that this keeps happening. But what's within your capability is to be able to continue returning 
to being aligned with your own values and those values that you're trying to instill in the kids. And what about, I suppose, that jarring experience of having your own little love nest or adult life sands, noise and chaos of children and then the children come back into that world? You mean there's adults out there that don't need to listen to PJ masks on every <laughs> afternoon? <laughs> Dreamy. Of course, if you had to adjust to all of a sudden having the kids take over, it can feel really uncomfortable. Even if it's not uncomfortable, it can just be like, oh, okay, I've got to find the energy to get through our period of care with them. One of the things to think about is having two separate ways of doing things. So you have one way and one division of tasks with your partner when the kids are not there. And perhaps that might be a little bit more flexible because there's just the two of you. But then you return to a different way of operating when the kids are there so that everyone's still clear. This is the thing. Clarity is the basis of everything between you and your partner working well is that you both know what to expect from each other. So when the kids are back with you, you revert to, okay, this is the way we do things when the kids are here. So we've talked a lot about the challenges that come with being a step parent, but I'd love to end on how this experience can be a great thing as well for the person who's stepping into that role. Once a step parent finds their identity and their fit in their role as a step parent in their new relationship with their partner and their partner's children, it can be incredibly rewarding. Once you're comfortable as a step-parent in your new family unit, please don't downplay the value that you can bring for that entirely entire family unit. The role that you play in those children's lives can be as important as you want it to be. And you can then experience a depth in your relationship with your partner that perhaps otherwise wouldn't be there if you weren't sharing the lives of these small people. Beck, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Cher. That was episode 10 in our series, Parenting the Parent with Dr. Rebecca Ray. To catch up on all our episodes, make sure you follow Feed Play Love on the Listener app. Next on Parenting the Parent, when we become parents, so much of who we are can be consumed by our new role. So how can we own our new identity without losing vital parts of ourselves? That's next on Parenting the Parent. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the listener app. And don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.